This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Previously on Of Mice and Men and Monsters. You are now officially in a hedge maze. I poof and I'm 30 feet sky high into the air. Yeah, so three uh, duplicates of myself appear in the space. So four Bertrams are about to come crashing down to the ground. Bursting forth through the hedge, you see this enraged bugbear. Oh, wait, have you seen this one version that's like the rock? Basically, they took that famous image of oh. the rock and the turtleneck and chain with the fanny pack, oh, but I they see. made it a bugbear, and it's really cute. So can he look like that? Macduff, please! Macduff! In the midst of this clearing, a large round stone table lies, and then on the far side of it, up against the hedge, you see that same brazier and glowing charcoal um, that you had seen at the beginning of the maze. We demand a sacrifice. I put my life in your hands. For my first favor, I ask that you save my life. And I take one of the nails and I slice inside my chest that has like the blood oil. And it starts just like leaking onto the table. Penny and Eowyn, you are hovering over the now-bleeding form of Bertram, who is stretched out on the stone table in this final clearing of the Weird Sister's maze. You are almost entranced into stillness as you watch the rivulets of blood flow down from Bertram's chestplate into grooves carved into the stone, lazily flowing in a beaded line toward the circle's center. You see a shallow dish built into the recess of the center of the, tone, of the stone table, and it's only when a few droplets of Bertram's blood begin to coalesce inside that you're snapped out of this mesmerizing, horrific sight, and you jump into action. So here's how I'm thinking we're, we could play this out. You have in front of you, each, each of you are going to have a role to play in this, but you have in front of you something that needs your time and attention, your expertise, your action now. You need to stop the blood from completely exiting Bertram's body because that is his source of magic and, and also something that seems very precious to him. So here's how I'm thinking we'll, we'll do it um, in game. You know, here's how we will, we will roll. Here's how we will um, lead the narration. And then you will fill in the gap with, with your own magic of words. So. I'm thinking uh, we can have specific skill checks that you can choose from and then you can add flavor to it. 
Uh, and then these skill checks, how well you do on them, will de really determine, well, I'll add them up to see how much HP he loses. So first of all, kind of let's set some stakes. Adam, what, how, how much HP does Bertram have? I currently have 28. Okay. So you have 28 hit points. What's your max? 40. I don't remember how I got hurt so far here. Probably one of the, the rabbit, that crazy rabbit or something. Yeah, and you fell at some point, too. Uh, oh, that was, that was totally it. To That's exactly what it is. No damage has been inflicted upon me except by myself when I misty-stepped into the sky and fell down for 12 HP to an area <laughs> we were going to walk anyways. Oh. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a, a beefy hit. So I only have myself to blame. But yeah, currently 28. Okay. So I'm going to send you... There's going to be six different skills that you can choose from in here and then you'll figure out how you use them so you uh Aaron and Kimmy for for your characters you can choose to use arcana history investigation perception survival or medicine and then if you have any other extras like an item or a specific I don't know spell or anything you can add it on to that uh, so that we can have a complete uh dice check here and then whatever you roll will determine how many hit points um, he loses so the better a roll the less hit points that he'll lose and in the end the amount of hit points he's lost will also determine to me how much blood he has lost irrevocably and unable to get back okay. so there, there's a lot of stakes here i'm a little nervous <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i was gonna say little. fun for adam just to watch us let his life potentially dwindle in our hands Oh, Adam, you're, you're also going to roll. I'm going to have you roll Constitution for sure. So that's okay. going to be part of it. Yeah. You're, you're going to play a role in this as well. Got a plus two to Constitution. I should be golden. Are we going one at a time through all of these? Or are we choosing like a few of these? That was what I missed. Each of you will get one roll. Great. One roll for each oh, category just or just one and we choose one of just these for one. It. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. What you, what you want to, so here's how I'm thinking this. Okay. Uh, just so we can do this. I, I want you to narrate what you're planning to do. You know, what, what are you planning to do to stem this flow of blood uh, to, to keep your friend from bleeding out, losing too much HP, and this, this blood as well? Uh, and then we'll decide, hey, what is a skill check? And then anything else we want to add on to it, so for a final roll. So you're going to get one roll, but it could have a lot of modifiers added on to it at the end. Oof, okay, because I mean, I know which one of those I want to use because I know which one of those is good for me, but I'm not 100% sure what, act like what action I should do to go with that. That would make sense. I have a hard time understanding because my highest ones would definitely be investigation or, uh, or perception. But those are such passive moves in this situation. I can't figure out what I would be doing, but seeing like, oh, I can see he's really bleeding. <laughs> like, that's why I'm struggling to be like, how could I tie right. perception so to an action? So I, I, I would rather you think about, d don't worry about the, the skill checks first. <gasps> figure out what would your character do? You know, do you have an item? Do you have an ability? Do you just have an idea of what you would do? And then we would figure out which of the, the, the skill checks would fit into that. Um, and then to see if there's anything else to add on to it. Kimmy, I have a pretty, like, I have a pretty solid idea of how we could fix him. Maybe you could as like, assist me and like, be a second set of eyes. Can I perceive that you need help? I mean, <laughs> I can just Sorry. ask. No, no, no. That but was fun for me. <laughs> I, I, so 
I mean, my question is, I guess, what, what are the, there's like arteries or whatever that the blood is coming out of. What are those made out of metal? Are they made out of some like plastic material? I mean, I'll let you guys kind of partly have some storytelling, our world kind of building, some Bertram building, because I haven't like honestly thought like every bit of detail down for okay. Bertram's innards. So you, so you said, I forget how it ended, but you, did you cut it? Yeah, I think there's some tubing. It's tube. I think there's some clear tubing, mm-hmm. which is how okay. people are able to like just by looking at me once I'm kind of opened up, they can see that it's not just like a black liquid of oil kind of passing like through, red. but there's some like red tint. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. something kind of mixed in there that might stand out. But there's also like gears. Imagine some kind of like maybe not completely steampunk, but kind of just imagine like the kind of like things are moving and and clicking and ticking and 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 tubes are going places and wires are connected things. Imagine like you're opening up like a a computer like a hard drive i guess and you're seeing all that stuff and then amongst that you're also seeing tubes and well like a, like a computer or a car i, I have guess a, real, a lot of have, modern cars are like computers i have some ideas kimmy what do you have in your inventory i i think penny would definitely suddenly pull into her hand like between her fingers when up wearing her ring of regeneration as a last ditch effort like way to save bertram so she's got that at hand very quickly in case anything else they do goes wrong she's not going to use that lightly you know but she has that ready in case um i have a whip okay i have twine (laughs) tie me down whip him whip the blood back I was, I was listening, yeah. Get back in there. Get in I got a there. shovel. I can scoop the blood shovel back in. Back. Okay, wait. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in any metallic objects that you might have. Do you have? Like I have a, the mechanical apparatus from uh, Agatha, which I'm wondering what the heck that like? is. Does it look like? Could it be cone? Is it the breathing thing? Was it the breathing thing for? No, I don't to think. To get into the, into the prison. Oh, yeah, that was the breathing thing. Yeah, the breathing apparatus. Oh, okay. is that what that was? Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, wait. So maybe it's not just mechanical. Every it's for epi- guys, every episode. I kid you not. I'm like mechanical apparatus. Can't wait till that comes into play. <laughs> what is How this is she gonna do that? Kate just gave me this thing, and I hope I use it at the right moment. Oh, That's truly what I've been feeling for okay. a long for a long time. Please continue. <clears throat> All right. So I have I have I have an idea here. And tell me if I have keys. You, okay, you have keys. Okay. Real quick, I think. I mean, Kate, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it'd be like because I think is. Is the bugbear doing something also? Yes. What's yeah. the and, I don't know if Flayance is doing something yeah. or if Flayance is Flayance helping. is going to help uh, the bugbear in this. In then this if there's case. already like the bugbear and someone assisting him, maybe you guys could like, I'm sure you, you could each have your own turn. And then besides that, maybe help each other. But I wouldn't make Penny's whole turn just be maybe helping you on your thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Even in this case, I could imagine uh, McDuff, you know, turning to you immediately, Awen, and being like, tell us what to do. We're, we're here, just whatever you need, our hands, our eyes, our ears, we're here. All right, the Penny looks at Awen, I think wide-eyed, just like so unsure. This is just so out of her wheelhouse, just has no idea what to do. So Penny turns to Awen, just horrified and scared. Penny, look at me. Look at me in my eyes right now. You need to keep it together. Look at me. Take a breath. Don't take your eyes off of me. Mr. Bugbear... I need you to grab a receptacle of some kind. Fleance, I need you to help him with the receptacle. I'm going to get inside of there, Mr. Is Mr. Bertram. Mr. Bertram, I, I check to see if he's like still up and at him. Is he still? B- Bertram has his eyes clenched shut, and okay. he is muttering um, what sounds like he's kind of very quickly 
singing some kind of like opera under his breath okay. like he's muttering like, like the lines of something like he's singing something like not in tempo or in tune but it was like like he's like almost like trying to just okay like distract himself he's frantic and, and you, trying and to distract you recognize himself this. You, you've seen this in other people before a and you recognize this as early signs of going into shock absolutely i get in there uh and i am going to um get down there and put my thumb over put my thumbs over both sides of the tubes that are spouting blood and i'm going to yell over to uh i'm going to yell over to mcduff mcduff i need you i need your i need your pan in here i need you to scrum me out all the blood that you can get don't get it dirty i need you to be clean in here uh, you, you got it, and and he does that. So he he fumbles and and finding, uh, just to the side, he, he finds like a small receptacle, probably that has been like as Penny was just furiously like going through the pack. He finds something and and brings it immediately over. It's like a small basin, probably the size of two hands. All right, Penny. What I'm gonna do is look at see these two tubes, and I like have mm-hmm. her come down and look. I'm going to. I'm going to maneuver one of those tubes inside the other one. You understand? So that okay. the, the blood can flow through. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to cast heat metal on my dagger and cauterize that tube all the way around. So is that going to hurt? Seal. Listen, it doesn't matter if it's going to hurt. It's going to save our friend's life. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And then she puts her hand slowly down to like hold the, the tubes. Um, and she is trying to hide how icky this is, but also trying really hard to be trying really hard to be like strong and focused in the moment, but it is icky. So is there anything else other than holding the tube, uh, Penny that you, you would like to do? Um, I can't imagine I'm holding both tubes with both hands. So I think, um, all right. So then Penny um, is going to, when she grabs at the tubes, she grabs, she higher up on both of them so that you're able to let go. And she kind of angles it. So the blood uh, pours into the bowl. Um, a sentence she'd never thought she'd ever have to say or experience. Uh, and then she's holding <laughs> them. And then she tries to wipe the sweat off her brows and realize she can't. So she just sits there and sweats and is so nervous. As Penny is holding the, as she's holding both sides, we've like dumped the blood into the pan. Uh, mm-hmm. Awen pulls out a, like a handkerchief, like a, a kerchief, and just mm-hmm. like dabs the sweat off of Penny's head and puts it back right. away. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, do, all the- do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awen gets in there. He uh, he starts by using the back end. Uh, so he starts first by heating the metal on the uh, back side of his dagger. He he rips off the the handle to his dagger, basically ruining his dagger. Uh, and there is a rounded piece of metal that he's going to shove down into the tube to bore it out a little bit to make it a little bit wider. And then he's gonna. He's as that like gets a little bit wider, he's gonna take the other end of the tube that Kimmy is holding and shove it into that widened out kind of hole. So he's think of like you know, like a a, a pencil going into a pencil tube or something like that. It's, he's making it a little bit bigger so it can fit in smoothly. And then what he's going to do is take the other part of his knife and he's gonna heat using uh heat metal, he's gonna pr- he's gonna carefully press it and make little cleats, little like pleats into the into the tube so that like seals it off like a little clamp 
not a clamp. Oh, a lot like what is that? Are you talking about kind of when you're like, sealing the edge of a pie? Yeah, exactly. Like little yeah. crimps. Yeah, exactly. Oh, crimps. Okay. So yeah, the blood's yeah, yeah. not going to come out. Great. This is so reminiscent of when you're a kid and you try to make a mega straw with a bunch of straws. That's, That's all. exactly what we're doing. Mega straw, except mm-hmm. Bertram yeah. edition. Mm-hmm. Real quick before you, before you, um, before you see that through, uh, I'm just curious because I, I, I like this kind of like world building or Bertram building and letting you guys kind of have a part in this. What does what like the blood look like to you guys like as it spills out like this oil magic blood? Do you imagine that it looks like like could you guys describe maybe a fun kind of way of what you think it looks like as it spills out? Does it look like anything unique? It, I'm sure it doesn't look like normal blood, obviously. I would also say, you know, not just that, but. If not the blood, is there anything interesting that you notice in the intricacies of the body work that's inside? Now Ooh, that inside. His, his carapace is like wide open for you to see, like for the first time ever. What's what's something that you notice that catches your eye? First, the first thing Penny notices is how annoying and fitting it is that um, Bertram has blue blood, that it's like a dark blue <laughs> instead of a typical red, um, Interesting. which annoys the hell out of her because it's so fitting. He's the fancy pants he's always promised he is. Have we established from Agatha that it's red already? I think I when think she's doing when, surgery, she I think was able to. It, it could be something that works once it spills way, out, it like well, changes a, color. Well, a great maybe. way to explain this is... That especially considering how in the past what we've heard from you so far and how this this blood functions is that some of it does flow alongside the oil that that runs through your body that that helps your your you know mechanisms to function in a bioorganic way um, that that is just a master masterful engineering but there is a reserve of it um, that is specifically imbued with that that magic um, that you pull from that builds up builds up builds up and i would say that that especially if you if you combine the residues of oil with that redness of blood there are parts of it that would appear blue that would appear this like dark inky midnight blue uh that that's that just like perfect mix of oil and blood and something else that cannot be quantified at the moment so i would say that it is totally possible that parts of it would come out in a in a dark midnight blue hue yeah then i'd say the other thing she noticed because she's really overwhelmed she's not liking this blood this is not penny is starting to kind of go into like high like functioning like really stressed out really anxious and then i think she starts focusing on the inner workings of bertram remind her a lot of the clock she used to watch getting fixed like like across the way on the edge of uh the dickens there was a clock shop she would often sort of peek into she always really liked the clocks and how they work and i think what calms her down is focusing on the inner workings of bertram and how much they remind her of a clock all right i have i have two questions for adam um I need I need a color, and then I need to know um, steampunk or cyberpunk. I would say probably more steampunk. Okay, I think I'm thinking like 1950s, like Danger Will Robinson kind of robots that okay. are kind of like okay. clunky. Yeah, not steam powered, but like there's a lot of wires and stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um. And do you think hydraulics or mechanics, mechanical stuff? Like when your arms move uh, so, up I'm, I'm sorry. I was, thinking, I was thinking the color. Real quick for color, I was oh, thinking yeah. gold. Okay, good. Um, good. I was thinking gold too. Cool. 
And okay. what was the other? What was the other question? Well, I'm just thinking about the like a on a bulldozer. It's a hydraulic. Oh, hydraulics arm, like or, or is it like mechanics <laughs> that like lift you up, like a bunch of clockwork stuff? Ooh, that's a good question. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I could see for certain like muscles or like things okay. to kind of okay. go up and down. It could be some kind of hydraulics to kind of like cushion the going in. Okay. Uh, if that makes sense. No, I don't really, I don't really know. Yeah. Absolutely. I did um, just say he looks like the inside of a clock. As Awen uh, holds both of the both of the pieces together as he's trying to meld them together, he can't help but look down where he probably shouldn't, down into the core of Bertram. He sees all of this wire and cable like a like a massive network running all over Bertram's body. You can see the different, the different limbs and the control, uh, the control solenoids for the arms and all of the mechanical and hydraulic pieces that kind of control the inner workings and the outer workings of Bertram. And at the center, he sees a golden glowing sphere. This has to be what powers Bertram. This must be why he doesn't have to sleep. As soon as he sees that, he is just enthralled. He forgets where he is for a second, drops the hose a little bit, and then picks it back up, realizing that his friend's life is in danger and that his friend's life is way more important than any piece of knowledge, no matter how attractive it is. He finishes pleading it up and uh, puts the hose back in gently where it came from trying to see if it would spring a leak again so let's do real some, real quick uh, i want i want to i want to add i want to add one more thing oh yeah what yeah you you need to build yourself too yeah yeah i th- i think if as you're looking in uh maybe as you're who which, whichever you maybe maybe penny if you're kind of like as you're sitting there kind of sweating and your eyes are just kind of looking over the body i think maybe you'll you'd peek your head in and it, you see kind of inscribed inside in a tucked away area that bertram himself would never see but you see that um whoever like made him uh wrote something inside and it says I had worked hard for nearly two years for the sole purpose of infusing life into an inanimate body. Is that is that in common? Yeah, it's written in it's written in, in it's written in common. Yeah, it's in common. Okay. Yeah, I could see this like uh, tucked away in such an area, probably like right underneath where the like armpit would be, like an area where you, you're not going to crane down. But and but see it's it. inside. It's inside. Something exactly. that exactly. So see. it's okay. like when it when your your chest plate is open, it would be right there as they're working. I could imagine both of you are just like right in. You guys it, are both up inside sure. me. <laughs> yeah, we are deep inside. <laughs> deep inside me. I was waiting, wondering when that joke would get made. So I'm glad we got to it pretty quickly. <laughs> and now we got it out of the way and you can move on with the rest of your lives. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks for helping uh, Bertram build, guys. That was, that was fun. That was uh, fun. It's cool. Thanks for letting releasing, us. Re- build yeah, a Bertram. Yeah, build a Bertram. I, put, I leave some fluff. Come to here. a mall near you. And a little heartbeat. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> little heart. Yeah, little, little heart. heartbeat. You, you, you have like a little message right there. <laughs> you ready to use some rolls, you guys? I would love a little button that I could just push this. I love you on Bertram. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Then whenever we're fighting with him, we can just poke just like, it and I then I can you. win the argument. <laughs> so good. Sorry. What were you saying? Penny is right. 
No, you guys ready to do some rolls? Yep. Yeah. See how much uh, HP uh, we're able to to lose and all that fun stuff. Basically, let's let's see how dark we get. Okay. So I, I would say y- you have your list of choices here: Arcana, History, Investigation, Perception, Survival, Medicine. For Awen, it sounds like it would be between Arcana and Medicine. Yeah, I'm gonna use Medicine for sure. Okay. Uh, go ahead, roll medicine, and since you also applied one of your specific skills, one of your specific spells, I should say, add your proficiency bonus on top of that. Nice. Okay. Okay, that's 25. Nice. Roll a d4. All right. One d4. Roll. That's a one. So, Penny, with your assistance in this, I would say that it would likely be either investigation or perception. Your job is to be his, his eyes and to find the good parts that needed to be held together. This is great news for Bertram. Um, it was perception for sure, so I'm going to roll. Why don't you roll perception? And I don't have anything extra on top of that since you were, just, you were being pretty straightforward. I got an unnatural 20, but it almost was, oh. uh, it was almost much lower, so that's why. That's great. <laughs> Roll a d4. Four. And I would say if I have the rock assisting you guys. <laughs> I feel like he'd be bad in a medical situation because his fingers are probably so strong, but so like big. But that's just my two cents on the situation. <laughs> Flan's probably like freaking out next to him. Yeah, <laughs> I hope cool. I just hope fluttering he's turning at his him side. around so he's not looking because like that's traumatic. Let I'm traumatized. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going to have him roll perception as well, just making sure he's there to catch the the Nita stuff to to keep an eye on Flans as well. So we're gonna roll perception for McDuff the Rock. Ooh, 18. All right. Damn, you guys and your good rolls. This is great for you, Bert. You guys are saving me. You guys are this saving me. This is a good thing. Me. Okay, so he needs to roll a he needs to roll a d6. That's a 3. Okay. Now, to round this out, to see how well you're withstanding the shock and everything in you that is subconscious holding on Go ahead and Bertram roll a for, roll for Constitution. Um, and since we have had two of of the three rolls uh, getting to a high, like only needed the D four here, twenty and above, you can add plus two to your roll. Nice. Oh, how fitting! So I rolled a two plus two. Plus another two, I guess. So six. Okay. Bertram's not doing well. He's scared. <laughs> Roll a d10. Oh, yes. Four. So we had a roll of one, a four, a three, and a four. So you had that's a seven, was that 12? So you were at 28. You are now at 16 HP. Hefty. Man, that could have been a lot worse. It could have been. You guys only rolled D4. This turned out okay. I'm I'm, I'm at 16 right now, you said, Kate? 16 HP. Yep, total, because you lost 12 right there. Okay. Yeah, that could have been a lot worse. Well done. Yeah. 
And with your quick thinking, the, uh, especially you, Awen, and uh, <laughs> drum roll, please. I would like to give inspiration to you, Awen. That, that was like awesome, Hey-o. awesome planning, awesome work yeah. right there. You are tapping into some leadership skills, but also just what you do best with the natural and with the mechanic. So inspo, yes. Is this our first inspo? Well, in a while. Second. In a while. Second, third, something like that. Wait, who was the other inspo? Was it me? Well, I gave you inspo at some point. I know. I think it was in the graveyard. I think I still have it. Oh, I've still, I've never gotten one. I've been been terrible at at (laughs) D&D. I'm not bitter about it. I'm not bitter about it at all. No, I have been forgetful. That is all on me. The, the, The mini... The many times that uh, I will I will screw up on that. With your quick thinking, then, the two of you working together alongside the bugbear, only 5% of Bertrand's blood has been irrevocably lost onto the table. Now, what, is that, what does that mean? Oh. So, here's how I'm thinking it will play mechanically in the future. So, typically, when you are rolling for a, a magic, on the magic surge table, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, we, we kind of build it up each time. Uh, I'm allowing you the only, the lowest you can go then it, we're kind of upping it but since it's such a low number the lowest you can go is two um, instead of one so okay so I started just, a two now yeah you started always. a two instead of a one now um, just you have that much less ability to control things okay so it's just kind of bumping up by one can I mm-hmm. can I chat with uh, McGuff Mc, McDuff <clears throat> yes yeah. For sure. McGruff, the crime dog? McGruff. Now that I, I just did that. That was actually second. a really good impression. <laughs> I was really impressed by that. I was sent back. All right, McDuff. McGruff. 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 Come here. Come here, McDuff. Come here. Um, he right. comes over. Bring that, bring that container. Bring that, uh, bring that, uh, whatever that was that you were collecting all that blood in. Come here. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, and he, he holds it in between like his two massive paw hands. Awin pulls a uh, a beaker out of the bag of holding, uh, uncorks it, uh, and takes the blood container and pours all of the blood into the beaker and pops it back on. And he says, we can't let a drop of this blood be spilled on the ground. We have no idea who could be around these parts, and we can't risk Mr. Bertram's blood, whatever's going on with it, getting lost in the wrong hands. And then he like silently puts it away. Okay, but w- what about this? Those the the blood that had already gathered in that that dish in in the stone table already. I think that that might be the cost of doing business, you know. But it okay. ends there. But that's all the blood. <laughs> Not need another any drop blood going to anybody else. <laughs> nobody else is getting double dipping of Bertram's blood on my watch, except for me. I mean, nobody else. Yeah. So, uh, Penny, you're you're still kind of hovering over Bertram, and uh, I and he's still the the chest plate is still open. Uh, so, what are you doing at this time? As Awen walks kind of to the side to talk to Macduff. Uh, I think at this point, since there's no more blood involved and Bertram seems okay, uh, Penny is looking inside of him and just like, wow, Mr. Bertram, you are surprisingly complex, but there's some, there's some finesse here. I mean, it looks like some, looks like the uh, creator even left you a little message just on the inside of you here. Is it over? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, you're you're good. You bled. You're alive. Am I alive? Um, you're. I mean, we're having a conversation, so I sure hope so. Are you really here? I mean, <laughs> look. Either you're alive. Are you one of the weird sisters? You must tell me. Or we're in the bad place, but I think we're alive. Thank you. Thank you all so much. How much, how much, how much blood did I lose? Uh, some, but not too much. It lo- I mean, you're okay. I, there, no one seems worried. Awen was kind of in charge of this whole thing. I was sort of just the hands, but uh, you seem good. How do you feel? I feel like I had several hands inside and tinkering with my body. How do you think I feel? Wow, that's really intuitive. That's like exactly what happened. That's really, you're really in touch with your body. That's so impressive. Yes, I felt all of it. Yeah, that probably wasn't fun. I asked him, is it going to hurt? And he was like, I don't care. And so that's him. You talked to A1 about that. But I asked about your feelings. So let the record show. Bertram. Mr. Bertram, are you you all right? You, You around? You doing all right in there? Well, apparently I'm alive still. So that's plus one. Sound Uh, less angry about it. Hey, Mr. Bertram, let me get y'all. Let me get y'all screwed in here. Don't. Thank you. Like, wait. Hey, do is there any like? Should we look around? Like, I am not some kind of circus freak for you no, to poke. No, no one's calling you a circus freak. But if someone could look fully inside of me freak. and it wasn't weird or inappropriate, wouldn't that be awesome? Do you want me to look inside your body? Again, no, if, I, if we could have it happen, if it wasn't weird or inappropriate, I'd be so into it. And if it wouldn't involve me dying, it doesn't involve you dying. You like one of them cows that they teach veterinarians with, where they just put in a plexiglass panel. You don't, you're okay with that? So we can see all your organs? Wait, that happens? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> are, do you, are you an o- organ donor on your card? So that oh, when you die, you can just be split open. I don't think anyone wants my organs. I had too many, too many years on the streets. I think my kidneys are shot. I think I know someone who does want your organs. <laughs> all right, all right. You're welcome, Mr. Bertram. You're welcome for saving your life. Um, right. You're welcome for and putting you help- back together. I, I, I'm definitely milking it. I mean, I definitely don't feel well, but it's definitely like a little... Pris- it's probably like me, actually, when I have like a flu or something like that, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm definitely milking it for all it's worth. Like, I'm stretching out like my shaky kind of hand for them to kind of like help lift me up. Yeah, I grab Bertram's hand and I help pull him up for sure. Oh, you're nice. I was just going to shake it, but that's the right thing to do. <laughs> Trolls. As you pull him up into a seated position, you, you start to hear just the sound of beating drums. And they seem to be coming from just behind the, wait for it, brazier. Uh, we... <laughs> I'm going to say it correctly this time. I know. What is a big bra but two braziers next to each other with straps? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it was brought to my attention more than once by wonderful listeners, wonderful people, part of this, where, um, yeah, that's definitely a word that I have seen in print many a time but had not heard. So I, for everybody else listening, about four or five times last episode uh, with with Macbeth, I was basically painting the picture as if, you know, the Weird Sisters were just hardcore feminist bra-burning ladies uh, that just were there to remind you of, of what they refused to wear. I mean, truly now, love that interpretation, just gonna say. And if that was in your head canning, go with it. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the correct pronunciation would be brazier, just a, yeah, the, a little fire pit, a fire stand. 
So the sound of the the drum beats is emanating from this, and you you see in that shallow bowl at the center of the stone table the blood start to recess and almost disappear and it, it's weird because there's no faucet on the bottom there was no mechanism that you saw it simply seems to be evaporating into thin air and then you notice these red sand-like particles form a a small dust devil and and swirl up into the air and arc into the brazier Oh, wow. Into the brazier. I will get it right one of these days. And it, the the drumming gets louder and louder and louder until you, you hardly can stand it at the time. And then all of a sudden stops. And three large tongues of red flame pop out of the brazier and land mere feet in front of you. These three tongues of flame take shape. They take familiar shapes that you have seen before. In front of you, you see, once again, an armored head in the shape of, of Bertram's own head wearing a crown, uh, a bloody child um, that looks a lot like a very young Penny also wearing a crown, and another small elven child um, holding a tree branch in front of him also wearing a crown. This elven child to you, Awen, is strikingly familiar because you also are looking at yourself. Sad baby, so, Awen. Oh, a little sad baby. I know he's looking at you with big old, big old eyes. Uh, yeah, so the three of you see that the, these three entities, these weird sisters, have taken on new shapes, and they are versions of you. All three, though, interestingly, wearing a crown. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears! Hey guys, it's me, Kate, your master teacher, and I'm here at the mid-roll at our break to say, hey, how are you these days? I miss you. Never met you, probably, but still, I miss you and I hope you're well. (laughs) Uh, I am, first and foremost, just very thankful that you're here, that you're listening to our Macbeth adventure with us, and I hope that you're enjoying it. Hope that maybe you're on pins and needles as to what happens next. But I'm also here to invite you to a few things. First, I'd like to invite you to reach out to us. You can email us. Our email is omamamshow at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter. Our handle is at omamamshow. I do read both. And uh, you could just say, hey, I'm always happy for those. Just even just a quick emoji (laughs) hand wave is always fun. Uh, But if you have any suggestions for future stories for us to incorporate or even ideas for magic items or NPCs you'd like to see or even any theories you might have with regards to the spotted hand. So with that said, reach out to us. We want to hear from you. We like hearing from you. We like you. I would also secondly like to invite you to rate and review us. Give us a rating and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go to wherever they ask you for how many stars or thumbs up. Uh, that you'd like to give us and we would really appreciate that and if you'd like to go a step further and take a few moments not even a full minute to just type out something that you like about this show maybe the characters or a specific setting or adventure line that you're in that 
enables us to reach more people because the more ratings and reviews we get, the more we get bumped up on the algorithm so that more people can join you in this crazy adventure. And my third invitation for you <laughs> during this listening break is to join our Patreon. You can find the link to the Patreon in our show notes, but you can also just go to patreon.com and search up Oh Man Man. Uh, of my cemented monsters and we are there but if you join our patreon family or as we're liking to call it our oh ma'am ma'am fam you'll definitely get on to our private discord where we regularly interact with you on a daily basis and you get to know us a little more and we get to know you but you can also have special access to things like my uh, DM notes that I use for these adventures. You'll have access to our special after show where we hang out for about 15 to 20 minutes afterwards. And we just kind of hang out and get to know one another and go over our own theories and our favorite moments and <laughs> some other kooky segments that we're building on here so that you can actually get to know more about myself and Kimmy and Aaron and Adam, aka the people, the voices behind the characters. Um, so there, there's a lot of things that are on here that you can have access to and those are just a few tidbits to kind of just to nibble on, a little bit of a teaser for you. But yeah, join the fun. We love seeing you guys. And let's get back to the show, shall we? Hey drum, hey drum, Macbeth did come, and now will you three. You may leave, but you will not be the same. For now you are cabined, cribbed, confined, bound into saucy doubts and fears. Say if thou'dst rather hear it from our mouths or from yours, but seek to know no more. You may pass. Two of the three figures, the, the one that looks like Bertram and the one that looks like Penny, they start to melt down into the ground, and all that is left in front of you is only one of them, and it is a, the small elven boy, the small baby little sad Awen. And this figure looks up at you. Our offer still stands. If you want more than even these two, can offer. We will be done with Lady Macbeth soon, and then we can play. Until then, Awen, think about it. And then it too recesses into the ground, and you see just beyond that, about 30 feet away from you, uh, the edge of the hedge maze opens into a doorway. Uh, is that something that only... That was that speaking to like Awen's mind that, or can we all hear that? Did we, did we all hear like him being blatantly like tempted? Up until now, these these apparitions have really just been geared towards the people that they're talking to. But this last one, this last one, you heard. This last one was out in the open for all to see. I want to, as I'm standing there before I move, I think Bertram's still a little shaky. He wants to lift up his quill. And I believe, if my notes are correct, there was a, a little mini pond of water in the ground nearby. Mm -hmm. I, wanna, I want to try and do shape water 
and I want to lift the water up out of the pool, and I want it to come crashing down on the brazier uh, to try and, like, extinguish it. Mm. Okay. But first I have to roll my wild magic surge real quick. And then after, the, after it's extinguished, Bertram just kind of says, well, I guess I still have enough magic in my blood still. Thank goodness for that. I think he wanted to test to make sure to see what the damage was. I think he can definitely tell it's a little shakier, though, as it comes out. That yeah. little, that, a little bit that he lost. It doesn't feel... I think it's just as powerful, but maybe even more just unwieldy. Um, mm-hmm. Awen walks up to, to Bertram, and he, he, I think Awen's a little bit conflicted about this um, because he is so interested in the inner workings of Bertram. But the Bertram asking for Awen's help is a big deal. Um, Awen wants to be useful. That's like his, that's like his driving force is that he was abandoned by his parents. He was, uh, you know, kicked out of the circle by, um, you know, arch, uh, arch druid Waldo. And he feels like he's just worthless. And so now I think Bertram has like been like, Hey, I need your help for something. And then he was able to do it. So that makes him feel really good. So the blood he took from Macduff, um, he was really interested in studying the blood, but I think seeing Bertram stand up and kind of wobble, he walks up to Bertram and says, Bertram, I, uh, I saved, I saved some of the blood and I, um, I had some anticoagulant in my, uh, alchemist supplies. And, uh, I think we might be able to refine this and, and somehow put it back in. I don't, I don't know if it's possible, um, but Mr. Bertram, I just wanted you to know that it's here. Uh, and he reaches into the uh, bag of holding and he pulls out the, um, the beaker. He pulls out the beaker of blood. And he would just kind of see that and nod his head and put his hands on his shoulder and say, um, I'm really glad I bought you those silly boots that allow you to kick people's bottoms. I forgot. Best purchase I've ever made. I, All right, guys, let's let's hit it. Oh, the oh village, wait, did Aaron, 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 and I haven't always been the most level-headed, but I'm really glad that I'm with you. And I look back over at Penny, and I say a little bit louder, I'm really glad that we're together. Awen, Awen, of course we've noticed. You have been quite irritable at times, but you know what? So has Penelope. And so has even I sometimes. It's I guess that's what, that's what families do. Penny just rolls her eyes but smiles. Yeah, and Awen has a, a, little, a little grin on his face, too. Well, I'm glad you, that your personality didn't get changed when you lost some blood. You've stayed just the same, Birdie. How, long, how much longer can I milk this? Oh, carry me, Penelope. I think until we hit that hedge. (laughs) You wish. Can you carry me, please? All right. Okay. Let's kill. Good? 
yeah. Sorry, Kate. No, it's all right. I, 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 You're so I, sweet. I don't want to step on your toes. I made you some content. <laughs> Beautiful content. Kate, you tell me, um, how do you think, like, how is Bertram feeling? Like, I just had surgery, and it certainly isn't, like, I'm not tip-top shape. I'm not, like, running around and stuff. I, I, I'm assuming this is, like, someone post-surgery where it's, like, this seems like a temporary fix. Like, this isn't, like, a permanent fix, but it's something to kind of, like, let us keep going. I mean, how, how would you say that I'm doing, or I don't know, if, is that up for you to say? Well, I think all I can, uh, you know, without railroading it, is that you definitely do feel shaky. You don't, something feels a little off. Uh, and, and you could easily attribute that to, it's a quick job. It's a patch job that it was, you know, just battlefield surgery where they had to use the resources they had to patch you up and keep you from bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while you are not at death's door, you, you've had, you've been badly hurt before you, you've been hit with low um, you, you've been with low hit points, but it, it just feels slightly different. It feels off to you. Yeah, and I would assume a lot of those things were exterior, where this one is like interior. Like it's actually like cutting, yes, it's opening it, my insides. Yeah. Not just that. And it, when you cast that cantrip, was it a cantrip mm-hmm. or shape water? Mm-hmm. And when you cast that cantrip, even. There, there was a part of you inside, and you couldn't name exactly what it is, but just it, it almost, it was vibrating as if mm. something was coming loose. Mm. Um, and it, it, while you had this kind of, just that initial letdown and, and the relaxation of, okay, I've made it through, I've, I've jumped this next hurdle, I don't have to clench as hard, you do feel a small spike of fear of the unknown of, of what that could be within you. Um, but Interesting. You don't even, it, it, to the point where you don't even want to look at it. You don't want to acknowledge it. Right. You just want to press forward. But also knowing that if I push myself like I normally would, something might like shake loose or something might. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, for whatever reason, I'm picturing, spoiler alert, for the end of Cool Runnings, I'm picturing like the bobsled. When it keeps cutting to the bobsled, where you see like the nut kind of shaking loose a little bit. And it shakes loose, and they take that last turn, breaks apart. Anyways, I don't know why mm-hmm. that fell in my head. <laughs> what a beautiful reference. Peace be the journey. Anyways. Also, I am realizing I forgot I only have four hit points. So, so you're guess, doing worse than me. <laughs> I guess the whole time, Penny's actually very pale and sweaty because she's very sick. That's all. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you guys aren't know. looking too good. You you really are just looking. And we're just about to go to the big bad, so that's gonna oh, go great for us. A one, how are you doing? I'm like mostly mostly healed. I have okay, okay, forty cool. health. Oh damn, yeah, that's nice. Physically fine. Yeah, mentally, mentally that's to be. Great. I am uh, very unstable. This was sweet. I'm glad we appreciate each other. We're a big happy family, and we're a big happy family is going to talk about the big fucking elephant in the room that those ghosts have plans for you. Awen, what is going on? What deal did you make with them? There's no deal. There's no. What were they referencing? Listen. You you need to explain this. I'm not stepping through there until I know what we're stepping into. You don't need to worry about it, all right? 
I can stop. Don't patronize I want me. To. Do not patronize me. I want the I want the story. I'm not telling look, you what to do. I'm your mother, but I want to know who I'm partnering uh, with. Look, I got this ring. Do you remember the ring from the guy? Oh before, yeah, I before? think I remember the ring that you yes. keep weirdly caressing and having on your hand and using Let, a ton to ride giant one, snakes. It's a nice ring. It's a nice just. It is a good piece of jewelry. I I noticed it as nice well. Ring. Number yeah, two, not wrong. It gives me magical powers. Makes me more strong, which we're gonna need if we're gonna be fighting off those. You know the S P O T T T E D H U. A, I just I fell it out of my head hard for a moment. <laughs> hand, you know? All right. Penny takes a moment, closes her eyes, takes a deep breath. <sighs> she opens her eyes and says, Awen, I respect this magic. You, have, you clearly are very powerful, and this clearly has aided you in being very powerful. But it seems like there are strings attached to this power, and I am afraid of who we are getting in bed with. These do not seem like good people or good powers. I am afraid. And I don't know if we are safe to head into that and deal with Lady Macbeth. I'm not in bed with anybody. I'm not. I haven't made any deals. I haven't done anything weird besides put on a ring and use it a few times. There's nothing that's happened. Let's do they just... know that? Do they know there's no deal? Do they know that they don't... They're I not haven't working made any deals. They, if they do something, it's just an attack on me. You know, I can't stop them from attacking me. But I haven't made any kind of weird deal. Like I'm going to sell you my friends for some cool ring magic or something. Wow, like that. Wow, that was really your mind really fast, and I didn't love it. Listen, um, I don't like that they immediately start talking to you like they know you, and I like it even less that they've been working with Lady Macbeth, and it sounds like they're almost done with her and are about to throw her over. So you need to be so careful with what you're messing with. Penny like crosses her hands and is doing the hip jet thing. Like mom saying you have to be back by 11. And she looks at Bertram to be like, back me up. Dad. Yeah. I, I think, I think Bertram was expecting you to talk to me, but I think right now Bertram is counting himself alive because of these powers that maybe Awen has right now. Like he's considering that like Awen just saved his life and maybe part of that power, good or bad, like I'm alive right now and maybe because of it. Um, so I'm, I'm, he, he's definitely conflicted and I think he would just kind of look down at the ground, not really knowing what to say, but then would look at you. Penelope, what, what choice do we have? Look at you. Look at me. Awen's the only one surviving this, and maybe there's a reason for it. I agree, we don't want to pick the wrong bedfellows, but he just saved my life, and we're going, we might need all the power we can get against Lady Macbeth. Penny just looks both of them back and forth, and she says, you are both selling him, and then points at Awen short, thinking that he needs that to get something done in this. I do not like this. Let the record show. If something happens to us, my heart, it is your fault, and I will, I will protect this young boy over you two if you make stupid decisions. Let's go. And then she just really stomps be, out. I, I cringe. Like, I just had surgery. Don't yell at me. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> speak gently to me, please. <laughs> Go Penelope easy. is already going through that head. She is done. She is over this. I want Bridget yeah, to be I, like, go easy on me, baby. 
Yeah, I, I would I would kind of lean on A1 a little bit. I'm hurting still, moving. Yeah. I'm all in this looking at him before I f we start walking. Be careful. Be careful. I will. I will. I will. I will. The last I will. thing I want before one of us dying is for Penelope to be right. You right. You are right. And I hate to admit it, but you are right on that one. Some things are worse than death. God, it's so true. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I walk with I walk with anyone. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Magenta Presents, a new horror anthology hosted by me, Madame Magenta. We begin with the five-part miniseries Ghosted, starring Beth Eyre and Lucy Roslin. Perched on a rain-battered cliff edge is a former lighthouse. It's a charming, quirky boutique hotel. Owner and sole occupant Beth has spent months renovating, absorbing its essence into her bones. It's an old building. You'll get used to it. But to Beth's horror, her first guest is a figure from a past she has tried to forget. Kira? Beth? What the fuck? Face to face for the first time in years, the pair must reckon with old mistakes, old grievances. Beth, speak to shut me. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up! And something else. Oh, I can't bear it. What is that noise? Because the lighthouse has a past, too. Beth? He's right there. Why is there blood on your hands? We need to get out of here. Kira! <laughs> Kira! I can still see him! <laughs> Subscribe to Magenta Presents wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, fans of the esoteric. Bye! <laughs> Magenta Presents.